is up, everybody? Hello. Happy Friday. It is February 9th, 2024. Welcome to episode 17 of the On the Diamond and Into the Deep podcast. Once again, I am Mahal, and we are mighty close to baseball season. We are now, as I'm recording, now five days away from pitchers and catchers reporting. So, to talk some Mariners, and to celebrate that, we're going to do a little bit of a spring training preview. I'm going to talk about Cole Young, Harry Ford, a few other prospects, hopefully. And then we'll get into how the roster's shaping out briefly. I'll do more on that in depth closer to the season. But we'll briefly cover that. And then we'll do, as always, Seattle Sports Wraparound. Not much going on there, but we'll talk about what's happening. Then, we'll get into a new segment I'd like to call Mahal Moments. And I'll explain that when we get to it. So, happy Friday, episode 17. Let's roll. It's almost spring training, y'all. Today is February 9th, as I mentioned in the intro. Pitchers and catchers report on February 14th. That is next Wednesday. We are very close. The first workout is going to be Thursday, February 15th. This is all per the Mariners. Monday the 19th, which is in a week from next Monday, so under two weeks still, we have position players reporting for the first time. And we got that Tuesday. We got their first full squad workout. Y'all, we are very close. Very, very close. All right? And it's exciting. This Mariners team is exciting for next year. With the additions of Santos and Polanco, as I said last episode, this team looks very good. And as I said last episode, if you haven't listened, go listen. It's a great, great piece. I promise you, it's worth the listen. Go listen. But I'll explain again. The Mariners are one bat away from not only competing for the division, but competing for the AL pennant. And I still think if they get into the playoffs, they're extremely dangerous. Because as we know, as baseball fans know, once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. And pitchers have so much value. And what is the Mariners' strength? Their pitching staff. They have, in my opinion, the best pitching staff in all of baseball. And you can make a very strong argument of that. And sure, their bats are not up to par with the Rangers. They're not up to par with the Astros. They're not up to par with the Orioles. Definitely not the Orioles. <laughs> and boy, the Orioles are they are going to be dangerous. And I saw the Athletic gave them an A on their offseason. And I'll get into grading the Mariners in another episode. Maybe next week. But if the Orioles are an A, I mean, you gotta think the Mariners are an A+. Orioles have barely done nothing. All they've done is gone and gotten Corbin Burns. And like, yes, that is a massive trade. But if that's all it is, then I, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, back to the Mariners. Spring training is soon. Again, pitchers and catchers, first workout is next Thursday. We are very close. 
First game will be Saturday the 24th, which is in, what is that, two weeks from tomorrow? Again, get excited, y'all. I'm so pumped to see this Mariners team play. I'm so excited. Like, truly, truly, I'm just overjoyed and excited to watch this season. There's been absolutely nothing in the world of sports. And the Super Bowl's this weekend. I'll get into that later. I'll get into that in Mahal moments, probably. We'll get into the Super Bowl. But it's baseball, y'all. I don't, I honestly, I could give less of two Fs who wins the Super Bowl at this point. The 49ers or the Chiefs. All I care about is that the Mariners, we're going to have stuff going on next week. And there's still four people that have not been signed. Four big free agents that have not been signed. In Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman, Jordan Montgomery, and hometown kid, alum of Shorewood High School, Mr. Blake Snell. Yeah, don't sign him, please. I'm dead serious. Do not sign him. Do not. And I, I understand every Mariners fan wants him to be signed. Anyone I talk to wants him to be signed. But he makes zero sense on this roster. If you have the money to go get him, why are you not going and get, getting someone else? Truly and truly, I mean that. And I understand where it's coming from. Oh, we can go get a pitcher. We can trade Miller or Wu. At this point, I'm no-go. Don't trade those guys. If you sign Snell, you're just going to send Wu down or send Miller into the bullpen, send Wu into the bullpen, whatever you want to do. But you limit innings of the dudes. And sure, that's valuable. It's extremely valuable. Valuable. But I'd much rather just go get another bat. And the Mariners are truly one very good. I wouldn't even say very good. I would say one impact. And by impact, you can say whatever you want to say. But I mean a dude that will change the outlook on this on this season. And I would guess that position, if they were to go do it, again, is a corner outfielder. Let's get into an article that was published on MLB.com yesterday. It's from Daniel Kramer. This is talking about, title is, Top Prospects, Young, Ford, Invited to Spring Training. So yesterday we found out we got some non-roster invites, always. We got a bunch this year, all right? We got a bunch of pitchers. As always, you'll, you will know that. That's not surprising. But when you're looking at the list, and I'm sure many of you have, the big names you'll look at and see are catcher Harry Ford, infielder Ryan Bliss, infielder Tyler Locklear, infielder Cole Young. Those are the dudes you're going to look at and instantly be like, oh, and you know about Bliss, you know about Locklear. They're both probably going to be up at some point this year. Both going to start in either double A or triple A. Depends on where they want to put Locklear. But I wouldn't be surprised if that is again double A. But the interesting one is Cole Young, of course. The report says he's going to get a lot of playtime. And sure, that could mean, oh, he's going to play this year. I've heard people say that. I wouldn't go that far. I, If anything, I think it means he's not. I think they want to see what he can do. And if he blows it out of the water, sure. Sure, you could see him in September. He could be a September call-up. But I don't think you're going to see Young this year. I think it's a beginning of next year thing. But they're getting him experience. And what this shows to me is that they believe in him. We saw it with last year with Harry Ford last year. He got a lot of play time in the spring, especially early. I was down there. I saw him play. And he looked solid. He walked a lot. That is what he does. 
If you don't know anything about Harry Ford, I'll give you one word, one stat that you should remember about Harrison Michael Ford. And that is walks. He walks. He walks a lot. He has incredible plate discipline, almost too much plate discipline for his own liking. If you've read, you know that. Some scouters, some people in the baseball industry think he needs to lay back on that. But you know what? I don't really care. He's a catcher. And if his bat pushes him through, then by all means, send him up. So we'll get into Ford now. Because the big part of this article and the part I've been wanting to talk about is Harry Ford. The dude wowed for Team Great Britain in the World Baseball Classic. All right. The dude knows how to play the saxophone. Did it last spring training for the Mariners in their talent show type thing? Harry Ford. Yeah, he was fun to watch at the World Baseball Classic. I think we all remember that. I think if you watch the great World Baseball Classic as a Mariners fan, knowing their prospects, you remember watching him. I remember watching games just to watch him. And he hit home runs. He looked good. But in the article it says, and this is a quote, Ford has exclusively played catcher defensively since being selected in the first round in 2021, comma, but he's expected to begin seeing action in the field this season, likely as early as this spring. That's not to say the Mariners believe he won't remain behind the dish, but they are cognizant that Cal Raleigh has established himself with all-star potential and is under club control for another four seasons. Now forget anything from that's not to say the Mariners, blah, 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 blah. Forget that on. The interesting part is in the sentence before that. He's expected to begin seeing action in the field. It doesn't clarify whether that means the infield or the outfield. But that's important. What does that show me? That shows me the Mariners believe in this guy's bat. I believe in this guy's bat. I've met Ford now three times. I met him in Modesto after being drafted in 2022. I went down to Modesto for a game. I met him in spring before the 2022 season and before last season. I love Ford. He is my favorite prospect. He's the first prospect that I've really like gotten into, like that I like truly like follow, follow, followed. And I didn't start following prospects. I didn't really get into massive baseball stuff. Until the rebuild started. That's when I got into baseball. That's when I got into prospects. That's when I found, oh, there is this whole world, this whole universe of baseball that I haven't even explored. And Ford was the first prospect that I've like truly started just like following step by step by step by step by step, looking at himself every game, looking at him every year. And he had a good season last year. He did. He had an 840 OPS. He was in. Everett the whole year. We saw him a couple times. I went up there two, maybe three times up to Everett. And he's fun to watch. He is. He's a great hitter. But like I said earlier, he walks a ton. Which is part of the excitement with him. And again, 
seeing that the Mariners believe in his bat and want him to play in the field, whether that's the infield or the outfield, that's important because that shows me that if his bat shows up this year and maybe his catching skills defensively are behind his bat, they're willing to then bring him up, get his bat rolling, support the team, maybe before his catching skills. Maybe you've got an Austin Nola type beat. Maybe he's going to play not only infield, not only outfield, but he's going to learn to play both. That would be fascinating. Then you've got an absolute super utility dude with a very good bat. It is an Austin Nola 2020 type of season. And if you know what I'm talking about, yeah, that's good. What did the Mariners get when they traded Austin Nola? And not saying they're going to trade Ford, but what did they get when they traded Austin Nola? They got one Ty France. They got one Taylor Trammell who is stuck in triple A's, basically a 4A type player. They got one. Luis Terenz, yeah, he got DFA'd. But he had his moment, that uh, 13 inning game against the Yankees, if you know what I'm talking about. What a game that was. But most important, you got one. Andres freaking Munoz. That's who you got in that trade. A dude that is now part of your three-headed Harry Potter-style dog in the bullpen with Matt Brash, now Gregory Santos, and that one, Andres Munoz. So again, a super utility dude, so much value. And I think that is what they, the Mariners see in Harry Ford, as well as maybe even increasing his value for a trade because his value is already high but maybe they're not seeing what they would like to from trade stuff. But again, watch this dude. Watch him in the spring. Watch him up in, he'll probably be, I guess he'll probably be in um, Arkansas, but watch him in Arkansas. Pay attention to the stats. Pay attention to what he's doing. Follow Mariners Miners on Twitter. If you have Twitter and you haven't followed them already, they are a great follow. Truly a fantastic follow on Twitter. So go follow them, right? Pay attention to Harry Ford. Pay attention to Cole Young. And then the biggest of all their prospects, who's not going to be in big league camp. He's going to be in minor league camp. We also saw that get released yesterday. But his first round pick last year, Colt Emerson. People are high on this dude. I'm high on this dude. I hope to see this dude when I head down to spring training in a few weeks. I'm heading down the weekend of March 8th. It's in... Four weeks. I'll be down there in four weeks. I hope to see Cole Emerson on the backfields. Probably not in games, but on the backfields, I hope to see him. I hope to see Harry Ford on the field. Hope to see Cole Emerson on the field. Or Cole Young on the field. Yeah, Cole and Cole. When they both come up, inevitably, hopefully, cross my fingers, knock on wood. When they both come up and hopefully they both rake, we're going to have to, like, somehow, like, get them either a nickname or, like, separate and differentiate them because they also like they just like look the same and emerson has more power than young does but they're both just like power not power bats but both really good bats that play middle infield young probably shifting over to second base sometime later this year before coming up maybe next spring that's when that shift happens but he'll probably begin seeing some games there this year but cole emerson we don't know where exactly he's gonna play i've heard um, shouts that he might play third. He might also stick 
at short, but I'm pretty sure he's going to probably be expected to move. I think that's what's been said. Um, but again, that's another dude at spring training. Um, pay attention to Twitter to see anything on him. If there's anything about him, it'll probably be stuff. Um, he'll probably be talked about a lot. Um, and then during the season, um, pay attention to him. He'll probably be in Modesto to start, Everett later. And if he is an Everett, go up and see him. Go watch him. Go up to an Aquasox game. They are a lot of fun, truly. I love going to Aquasox games. I've been going for a long time. I remember seeing um, one Kyle Lewis up there back in the day. I remember seeing Evan White back in the day. I remember seeing Felix on like rehab stints up there. Um, I also remember seeing George Kirby up there um, alongside Emerson Hancock. So go up to Everett. It's a lot of fun. Go watch these dudes. Um, other dudes that I would talk about are Lazaro, Lazaro. I don't know how not exactly you pronounce it, but Laz Montez. Dude is like, if you look up Laz Montez on um, Google or Twitter, you're going to be like, is that Jordan Alvarez? And like, no, it's not. And like, he's also different, but they work out with the same dude from Cuba. Or not Cuba. Wow, I can't believe I said Cuba. Um, they work out with the same dude. And they're like, just both truly power massive dudes that are gonna hit tanks um and if you see las montes um he has said that he emulates himself off of jordan alvarez who we mariners fans just despise i know i despise him but uh yeah um the other dudes i would look at i don't know how much you're gonna you're gonna hear about these dudes during the season but probably not much in the spring um Ty Pete, Johnny Farmella, both first-round picks last year. And the dude you'll probably hear about a little bit is Felnine Celestin. He was injured all last year, but this dude is... His tools from everything I hear are legit. I hope to see him hit a little bit, um, at least, down in Peoria. But he is another dude. Pay attention to him. He'll probably be up in Modesto at some point this year. Um, Montez will probably be in Everett. So, again, go up to Everett. Watch games. Beginning of the season, end of the season, whenever. There's going to be dudes to watch there. You saw what the Modesto did team did last year. They won their league. So go watch. They are fun to watch. Um, other prospects. Not much on the pitching side. There was a dude that um, got shouted out a few days ago. I can't remember exactly what his name was. But there was a dude that uh, he was looking pretty solid. I won't lie. He's a pitcher that I believe debuted in Modesto last year and is expected to be pretty solid. So pay attention. Again, Mariners Miners on Twitter. That is where you're going to get information about the minor leagues. I'll tweet out some stuff on my Twitter. If you don't follow already, follow. Please follow. Um, yeah, so there's, there's going to be stuff going on. Start paying attention. Again, still four big dudes that we have not seen signed in. Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman, Hometown kid, Blake Snell, and Jordan Montgomery. And I'm pr praying the Rangers don't get either um, of those two pitchers. If they don't, I don't really know what to expect from him, from them. I think that their pitching is a little bit weak, especially the first half of the season. They'll have Scherzer coming back. They'll have DeGrom coming back around um, end of July, August, around the deadline probably, um, second half. They're basically deadline additions. But we'll see. Um yeah, I think it's important to pay attention to this prospects. This is the future. This is why I'm excited about this Mariners team 
come 2027, come 2028, come 2026, come 2025, next year. You could see Cole Young. You could see Harry Ford up there if they don't get traded. Hopefully they don't. I really hope they don't. Um, so, yeah, pay attention. Continu continuing on, let's look at this roster a little bit. The rotation is intact from last year, and that was important. That was extremely important. Your outfield right now is looking like, if you don't know, Rayleigh in left or right, I guess left. And you got Julio in center, Kinzone Hanniger, kind of a platoonish thing. Whenever Hanniger's healthy, he'll probably be out there a little bit more, but it's also going to be platoony a little bit. Um, and right, Urias Rojas platooning type thing at third base. Crawford, Polanco up the middle, France at first, Garver, DH, and Cal Raleigh behind the dish. That's a good lineup. That's a good, solid team. And where can you add? Corner outfielder. Again. Don't know what you can get from Rayleigh. There's been a lot of projections that he's going to take a step back, especially after the second half of last year. But I don't know. I He got injured a little bit last year, I think, towards the middle to end of the season, which might have been a little bit of the reason. But hopefully he's good. If he's good, if he is good, if Garver stays healthy, if Polanco stays healthy, we got a good baseball team, y'all. You got a very good baseball team. If this rotation stays healthy, you heard Jeff, Jeff Passon say it on 710 the other day. Pending this rotation's health, this Mariners team is very good. And that rotation's health is going to matter. Rotation's health is going to matter a lot. Um, Cal, Julio, Crawford, Polanco, they're going to be staples. You're hoping from a, for a bounce back year from France, and if you get it, Sky is the limit. I mean, truly, the sky is the limit if you get a bounce back year from Ty France, and hopefully you will. But at this point, I don't think you're betting on that. And I think that's good. You didn't want to bet on that. You didn't want to force yourself to think, oh, France is going to have a bounce back year and he's going to carry us to the postseason. But that's not where you're at now. If he does have a bounce back year, then yeah, you're good. If Urias has a bounce back here, yeah, you're good. And there are risks. You need these dudes to stay healthy. But it's a lot better than it was on December 23rd, the day before they signed Mitch Garver. Even at Christmas or the New Year, it's a lot better than it was. And that is fan-freaking-tastic. And if they make one more move, I'll come on this podcast and I will tell you right now, let's go win the AL pennant. And I said it last episode. Go listen. If you haven't. I talk about Gregory Santos and I explain why that acquisition was fantastic and was brilliant. But there's more to do. And hopefully they do it. And if they don't, by all means, great offseason. I would give you like a B plus right now, A minus. So again, good offseason. Let's go make it elite. I'm just going to check Twitter, make sure there's nothing I'm missing. Do, 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 do. Nothing, 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 nothing. So, let's get into Seattle Sports Wraparound. Your Kraken come back tomorrow night. They are going to be back from their um, All-Star break and bye week. They're playing the Philadelphia Flyers. They will be in Philadelphia, so don't go to the arena. I wouldn't recommend it. 
but they'll be back soon. Um, hopefully they can get a win. We got to get um, some ground ASAP. Uh, yeah, so go Kraken. We'll be back soon. Hopefully Beneers has a massive second half, and yeah, let's go. Seahawks just hired a defensive coordinator, I believe. It sounds like Chip Kelly is not going to get the offensive coordinator. The defensive coordinator is a defensive line coach. It is Aiden Dirty, Dirty, whatever you want to say. He's British, so he's got the British accent. He's 44 years old. Same number as Julio. Julio's not 44 years old, though. He's about half of that. Um, yeah, so Dirty, will he will be your defensive coordinator next year for the Seattle Seahawks alongside Mike. Donald, who will be play calling. So, I don't hate it. I don't know much about him, but it's a defensive line coach, which I like because that means they want to bolster lines. So, yeah. Um, Chip Kelly is not going to be your OC. He is expected to go to Ohio State now as the next offensive coordinator, which doesn't really make sense to move away from being the head coach of UCLA to the offensive coordinator. Of yeah, it's Ohio State, but still, I don't know about that. But yeah, that's the Seahawks still waiting for the offensive coordinator. Almost wonder if they're going for a dude from San Francisco or from Kansas City. If they are, yeah, okay, that's why it hasn't happened yet. But hopefully, it happens soon. Um, there's nothing going on for the Sounders really. Rui Diaz had a goal yesterday in a scrimmage that was pretty sweet. So hopefully he gets some confidence back and does something. Um, yeah, there's there's not much going. I won't lie. Um, yeah, so that's Seattle Sports Wraparound. Uh, hopefully we get more exciting week next week. There's not much going on this week. Um, whole moment, new segment. Basically, I'm just gonna talk about stuff on my mind. So again, the Super Bowl is this weekend. It is in two days. Chiefs, 49ers. Go Chiefs. I hate to say it, but go Chiefs. Have fun watching Taylor Swift. I'm only watching for the food, the snacks at this point, and Usher. Yeah, that's about all I'm watching for. It's the Super Bowl, so I kind of have to watch. I feel like, too, I can't like not watch the Super Bowl. I'm going to peer pressure myself into watching the Super Bowl. But I'm not very excited to watch it. This is legitimately like worst case scenario on both sides of the league. I don't think I would have preferred any NFC team less than the 49ers. And I don't think I would have preferred any AFC team less than the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, so go Chiefs, I guess. Go Usher, go Snacks, get some wings, get whatever you want to eat. Yeah, um, also, I've been playing MLB The Show nonstop, and I'm so excited for this new one to come out, 2020, MLB The Show 24, I guess it'll be, with Flad Jr. on the cover, and like, alright, if this was the, the one after the 2021 season, alright, I see where you're coming from, because Vlad Jr. was very good in 2021, but last year, he was worth, he was worth one Fangraph's war. He was worth one. How is that dude on the cover? Especially following up a bad cover in Jazz Chisholm. But at least with Jazz Chisholm, there's people that like like Jazz Chisholm. Like, I like Jazz Chisholm. I don't hate Jazz Chisholm. But 
I just don't like Vlad Jr. And I don't care if that's a hot take. I hate the Blue Jays. But, like, dude, I just don't even like Vlad Jr. Like, it's just such a terrible, terrible take for a cover. You could have done anyone. Mookie Betts hasn't been on the cover. Look at him. And I know you can't do Julio, you can't do Acuna, because they've both been on the, um, the covers of other games recently. But, man, Vlad Jr. is such a letdown, truly. It is such a letdown. But I'm going to play the game anyway. I've been grinding 2023, the one with Jazz Jism on the, on the uh, cover. And I hope that the next one is good, because this one was like, it was good. But, like, truly, 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 the thing that I actually liked about this one was after the season when I didn't have all the sets. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, sorry, because you don't play the game. But, like, the way they did it was that you could only use cards for specific seasons. So, like, they put different sets, and you could use it for the season that it came out. So, say it's, like, season one, and that was, like, spring training, World Baseball Classic, and then, like, April, maybe a little bit of May. And, like, so you could use cards for that, but you could only use them until, like, the All-Star break, maybe. Probably before that, like, a month before the All-Star break. And it was just, like, it was, like, I already grinded to get all these cards. Why would I grind to get more cards that I just have to use to replace these cards? It's just, like, it, it didn't work. But now that I can use all the cards, it's a lot of fun. So I think they just, they just got to tweak it a little bit if they want to do it that way again. But I bet the game will be good. Um, hoping for a bounce back. The best one I've played has easily been 2021 still, and that was the one with Nando Tatis Jr. on the cover. But uh, hopefully that ends soon. Um, Yeah, so that'll wrap it up. I'll be down in Peoria, down in Arizona, for three days um, in about a month. So I hopefully will get some content down there. Um, Going to try to do a little bit of something for the TikTok, maybe a little bit for the YouTube. Um, I'll keep doing a podcast a week until the season starts. I might switch it to two once the season starts. We'll see how I'm doing um, or how things are going. But yeah, I think I'm excited for the season to start. I truly can't wait. So spring training starts next week. Let's go. So that'll wrap it up. Again, I'm Mahal. Thank you all for listening. Like and follow if you're listening. Like and subscribe if you're listening on Spotify or on YouTube. Follow if you're on Spotify. Leave a five-star review. Really helps the algorithm, as you've heard on every other podcast ever, but truly it does. So thank you all for listening. See you next time. Go Mariners. Go Kraken. Go Seahawks. Go Sounders. And again, go Mariners. Peace, y'all.